Hey, this is Josh Chernoff from So Says Chernoff on Fight TV, and you are listening to Ringside Rant with RJ. Have you ever tried to explain why there's so much blood on those tissues in the garbage can in the bathroom to your partner? Well, times like that are over. Thanks to my friends over at Manscaped. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the perfect tool for a safe and satisfying Manscaped job. So you can trim up the hedges to satisfy your partner. The new Lawnmower 3.0 is designed with a compact shape for easy maneuvering while wet or dry. Because let's face it guys, everything is better when it's wet. It is also featuring precision engineering blades for a safe trimming in, well, let's say those sensitive areas. So you don't have to curse every time you try to shave. So go over to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code RANTERSNATION to get 20% off your entire order and free shipping. That's amazing, isn't it? Free shipping in addition to 20% off by just visiting manscaped.com and using the promo code RANTERSNATION. Hey, this is Darren from the band These Wolves, and you're listening to The Ringside Rant with RJ. What's going on, you guys? Turbo here, and you're listening to The Ringside Rant. Turn it up, baby! Thank you for coming back again to this week's episode of The Ringside Rant with my guest, J-Bomb Dez from Talkamania. Great guys, great podcast that they do, and we had a fun time here with this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode coming up next with my boys from Talkamania. But first, as you know, it is shout-out time. Go follow Doing the Favor, Eric and Barry, Fully Postable, Jeff and Scott, Breaker and Beans Power Hour, The Highly Opinionated Podcast, Casey, Locksmith and Adonis, The Visionaries Global Media, follow them, all their great podcasts, Saved by the Pod, and The Jay-Z Flair Show. This is the NWA Podcast, Badlands Podcast, my man, J.D. Hoop, great guy, great work that he does. Follow him on Twitter at J.D. Hoop 702 to get great graphics for your show or just great graphics in general. These Wolves, Darren, you're the man for allowing me to use Worth the Pain for this show. Appreciate it so very much, sir. Two-man power trip of wrestling, John Paz, the All Elite Podcast on the Mohold Bar Network, Kyle, Tiff, two of the great people go follow them if you're all about all elite wrestling my meat boys at meets and tweets on twitter give them a follow you're gonna want to follow them because they always cook some great great meat on their grills on their green eggs whatever it is they're doing it and lastly but certainly not least all the ohio players out there every part of the fig family thank you so much for welcoming me into this community Appreciate you so very much. 
head over to powerslam.tv right now and use the promo code RingsideRants now to get your first 30 days free. Thanks to our friends over at Powerslam TV. Check out the first class content that Fight.TV brings to you. Go give them a follow on Twitter at FightTV. Absolutely fantastic. Go create a profile. You can get everything from MMA to boxing to professional wrestling. Everything under the sun is right there on Fight.TV. Head over to FullPressCoverage.com and make sure you listen to this show as well as on all your other major podcasting platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, everything under the sun. You can listen to this show right there and then. Go over to FullPressCoverage.com. Head over to ReapersBrew.com and check out the great quality coffee that they have over there. I had some this morning. It's absolutely phenomenal, great tasting, and even better, great people over there. Go to ReapersBrew.com and tell them that RJ from the Ringside Ranch sent you. Follow them on Twitter at ReapersBrew. Lastly, but certainly not least, go over to WhatAManeuver.net and check out the brand new store we have over there for the Ringside Rant. WhatAManeuver.net. And welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back to the Ringside Rant and welcome to Ranters Nation. This week, I'm honored to have a fellow podcasters on, J-Bomb, Dez. They are from Talkamania. What's going on, boys? Hey there. Glad to be here. Very excited. J-Bomb and I jumped on the chance to get down here and watch some classic wrestling. And we got a treat for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. What about you, J-Bomb? Yeah, I'm excited as well, man. I got the pink Whitney going, having some drinks. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. Uh, I'm just, I'm just excited that I don't have to think. I don't have to drive the podcast tonight. All the pressure's on RJ, man. Yep. It's always on me either way. You know, it's like, okay, you kind of got to steer the ship back a little bit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but for those of the listeners that don't know what a pink Whitney is, we actually just discussed it previous to the uh, to starting hitting the record button. It's uh, a drink from was it Ryan Whitney or Ryan Whitney, right? Yeah, Ryan Whitney and uh and Beesonette. They have that splitting chicklets podcast on the uh Barstool Sports Network and uh, it's their concoction. One, yeah. It's a lemonade vodka, it's pretty girly, but uh it hits pretty <laughs> He's hard. It's a pretty girly guy. Hey, listen, if guys can get away with drinking white claws, I could drink thirty percent. Yeah, vodka man, white claws is the thing. thing. I haven't even tried that yet. So they're here. They're in Canada. Yeah. 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 Are they you guys have those in Buffalo? Yeah, we got those, and my wife's got uh, actually. There's a beer company down here called Saranac. They actually make a hard seltzer too. I think everybody's mm. like dipping their toe into that. You know, they saw the success of uh, with White Claws and everything. They figured, oh, what the hell? We might as well dip our toes into that pool and see what if uh, we can make money off it. And I guess the more the merrier, I guess. It's good stuff. Yeah, here I am. Meanwhile, drinking a cider from Quebec. I got good ciders though. I like them. And then I'm gonna be following that up with a Molson X, a Molson Dry. Sorry, so good Canadian beer. I got a couple of silver, silver bullets, but was that sober Coors Light? Coors Light. Coors Light. Brock Lesnar's beer. All right, RJ. So what what do we got on the agenda I, I, tonight? So we're gonna be watching WrestleMania 10 a little bit later uh, with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the IC title. Uh, in the ladder match, one of the first ladder matches, not the first. Obviously, if you guys listen to 
you know, Talkamania, you, we, they, you guys discussed this on the show that dropped this afternoon. Uh, this wasn't the first one, believe it or not. Um, this was, you know, afterthought to the original one, which was, uh, was Sean, it was a Brett and, um, no, not Brett. It was Sean and uh, Goldust, right? It was Brett versus Shawn Michaels. They had the first ladder match. It was Brett, uh, defending for the inter, I think defending the intercontinental championship. It was on WWF wrestling challenge. So it kind of was like, wasn't an official ladder match. And I think it was more of an experimental match. But it's funny because Bret Hart definitely likes to bring up when he feels he's been wronged or doesn't get credit where credit's due. Um, and I'll actually throw this one to him. There's Bret holding the up the Bret man, the Hitman dude. Hart pop. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold up my Michaels one. WrestleMania 12, boy. That's cool. I'll hold up my Stanley Cup champion one. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll hang my head in shame. Yeah, RJ, turn that Buffalo Sabres hat ups <laughs> around. So this was a bit of a prototype <laughs> match between the two of them. Brett ended up picking up the win. Uh, but two years later, they had an official ladder match on a WrestleMania 10 card. So I guess it could be looked at as the first official one. But uh, you can watch the old one with Bret Hart. And RJ was also referring to uh, the fourth ladder match between Shawn, well, of all time, between Shawn Michaels and Goldust. This was on uh, an event called Experience. I only found out about this a couple days ago when I was doing a bit of research before going into the show. And I was like, Shawn Michaels is in another ladder match? And with Goldust? Why does no one ever speak of this? And I actually went back and watched it. The match itself is really cool. You get a snapshot into how Shawn Michaels would have wrestled in a ladder match in the Attitude Era because it was going into 97 at the time. Um, Really worth checking it out, guys. But again, you can't take away from this iconic match. The Intercontinental Championship has been such a prominent title uh, for so long, a favorite to many. And here we have this excellent story behind it where Shawn Michaels was champion, you know, didn't defend it. And then Razor Ramon became de facto champion going through a tournament, I believe. And then them squaring off in this epic ladder match. So I'm super excited. Grew up as a Shawn Michaels fan. So, you know, you got me easily on this one to tune in and participate. Yeah, you grew up in the area era that you know all three of us did. Just watching, you know, this great the iconic matches like these. Um, you can't really, you know, you can't really fault it because it just never, never gets old. It never gets old. Never gets old too, and just the crowd interaction too. It's like I find today's uh, the crowds are kind of. It's very hard to please them. We're bricks. Uh, you, yeah, well, they get old. They get kind of tired of things very quickly. And in the meantime, if you go back and you watch Hogan versus Warrior. They're in like, you know, the the, the, the pinochle or whatever it's called tie up for like 10 minutes. And the crowd is just, you know, on their feet, getting wet in their pants, like the whole entire match. You watch Bulldog versus uh, Bret Hart. You watch all these old matches and it's just something about it. And I remember like, you know, going back to J-Bomb and I, when we grew up watching this kind of wrestling, we go out to Blockbuster or we go out and rent Coliseum videos and, and watch them. And it just... Oh, it was just a, an amazing time. And maybe we're biased because that's when we grew up, but it just seemed like such a an awesome and I feel really honored to have grown up in the 80s slash 90s era of wrestling into the Attitude Era, of course, as well, too. But yeah. Two, two things. Don't kid anybody, Des. Blockbuster didn't come to Canada till like nearly the end of its existence. We didn't have Blockbusters. You had the Blockbuster in Vaudreuil. There was, that was a freaking, it was called Mega Video. Oh, whatever. I think it even had like a logo that looked like a blockbuster. It was a knockoff blockbuster logo. Okay, we, we don't have we those luxuries here. For those of you guys who are younger, you go and you rent videos for a fee. You can rent them for a day, and then you have to bring them back the next day, hopefully rewound. 
and and the other point was when RJ asked us to do this, uh, he reached out. He said, "What match do you want?" My initial was. Bret Hart, Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. And I thought, ah, oh, that was a little bit selfish. I was like, I'm going to throw a bone over to Dez. I'm going to make him happy, make him a little bit wet in his pants. He'll he'll get excited about talking <laughs> about it. So, And I love Razor Ramon, so that, you know, probably top five for me. So Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, in my opinion, WrestleMania 10. So. Yeah, fantastic. Well, especially when you had uh, Bam Bam Bigelow facing uh, Doink the Clown, too, with this, you know, that, that, had, that had to be popping at your heartstrings for that one, you know? That Hell was with Luna yeah. too, right? And it was like Doink and yeah. Dink versus Luna oh, yeah. and, and yeah. Bam Bam or something. Yeah. I, I, I never didn't like Doink. Like, did people not like Doink back then? I, I thought Doink, it was cool. Man. I like Doink. I like the fact that they kept bringing him back and having like Jericho play him at one point. And yeah, I don't know. I Jericho don't know played happen. Doink at one point? He did, yeah, in one okay. angle or something. It wasn't he played Doink, but there was some angle where he was feuding with somebody. It and was William Regal. Was it William Regal? Yeah. And he kind of came out like, doo, 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 oh, yeah, he, he came out as Doink. Holy yeah, shit. and then he puts on the walls of Jericho as Doink and rips off the mask. Like, it was pretty. Dude, Jericho's done everything, man. RJ, that's impressive. That's from 2001, and he knew it was William Regal. I had to Google that. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. See, see that's and it, you go for previous to like 2000. I, I'm I'm nothing, but anything <laughs> from 2000 after, because that's that's when I got back into it. Because I started watching my first match I ever saw was. Um, Slaughter and Hogan at WrestleMania six. Um, six, no seven. Excuse me, seven. Because that, whatever one was in LA, I think that was seven. Yeah, seven's uh, Slaughter and, and Hogan, yeah. and I only know that because I googled it while you were talking. <laughs> but six was in Toronto too. Yeah, and um, I kind of know six to be Hogan versus Warrior. Yeah, but and then after that, I just kind of you know just kind of dwelled off a little bit because you know when you're younger with that it was not you know something that you wrestling wasn't cool but and then i got back into it about 2000 and it's been well until lately it's been smooth sailing until you have watch the current wwe product and it's like huh well people are getting fired people are getting fired people are taking over positions and yeah i'm going to elaborate on that a little bit jay but i'm sure you heard the news about paul Heyman getting the boot we didn't get to boot. Got, well, I got shoved to the side. And, you know, it's I, funny because they, they could have done it all quietly. The fact that the WWE made like a press release about it kind of. Well, it's for the marks. Right. And now the news is coming out trickling that, you know, Vince McMahon may not have liked him. They felt like, you know, it had been a long time coming. And, I mean, I don't know. I like Heyman. It's just weird. They're like, we want to focus on him as a in-ring performer. But what, is, does that mean Brock's coming back? Or is he going to be put with somebody else? It's oh, just, Brock's coming back. I would assume. Well, who, who, who do you think he's going to be put with? Or who, who do you think he's going to be the voice Paul, for? I think Paul is going to be with Brock. And you he might switch over to be with Lashley, something like that. I'm still Ugh. thinking if there was Dark Horse for it, I would go something like a um, like a Ricochet or Aleister Black. Because yeah, they can't – they're not known for their promos. Yes, you get Aleister Black and the, you know, the Undertaker-esque – you know, promos in the back with, you know, the fog machine and all that stuff. But you need somebody in there to, you know, talk for you. But yeah. that was, I don't where, like where, where's Ricochet even been? Like, they really, like, they went from, like, having him with Cedric Alexander to, like, just not being on TV at all anymore. Well, same thing with Cedric, too. Yeah. But Ricochet, they were so high on him. Like, he came in, and he was one guy that I think they let him, they let him keep his indie name as well at the same time. 
he wasn't a WWE bred guy, and they seem to want to have control over people who aren't kind of built uh, in the WWE, changing their name, changing their style. We've seen that with so many people. Ricochet seemed to be something special. They highlighted him every week for the better half of a year or plus. Uh, and even when he was with uh, uh, Alistair Black, Alistair Black went down to SmackDown, and mm-hmm. he was there every single week in top matches. And then something happened where he just they just gave up. I think it goes back to the whole like Vince's shiny toy thing, right? He just kind of gets tired of it, throws it to the side, and then moves on to his next Buzz Lightyear or whatever it is. Probably wasn't selling merch, man. Which I, I'm well, surprised Rusev that he was. Yeah, but he, but he hated either. Rusev. Well, he, he probably wanted a bone lantern. Who doesn't? Yeah, there you go. Lashley, apparently. (laughs) Oh, and there it goes off the rails. Um, Anyways, it didn't take too long. Um, But no, yeah, it's it's just tough now because especially now there's just so much out there, you know, between you get the WWE, you get AEW, you got NWA, you got Impact. Uh, MLW, yeah, I've been saying for, and they just signed um, um, a... Uh, streaming deal no way they, with i forgot the name of it because I, I just sat down uh at last night as we we're recording i just sat down yesterday with uh, alex hammerstone with the, uh, the zone and uh there's yeah. yeah so and that's going to be like a streaming site where they'll be able to dazen uh, d-a-z-n yeah yeah it's uh, called i think it's pronounced the zone the zone oh, yeah okay. and where they could be able to stream it instead of you know People say, no, I don't have B in sports, or I don't have this, or I don't have that, because, you know, I think, this, at least down here in New York, you can't you can't get it unless you're on, um, you know, DirecTV, and even with DirecTV, you have to pay an extra package or something. I'm like, eh, I can just wait and get the highlights just like everything else. <laughs> I got a hookup for you, RJ. Uh-oh. I got a hookup where you can get it all, my friend. Everything you could imagine for $15 it's pretty, it's, a month. pretty grand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> HD, oh, whatever man. you name it, it's there. Hmm. Be in sports, the zone, pay per views, NXT USA, TNT, and porn. I got you. And porn. Well, who the doesn't need porn. that? Who doesn't need that? Yeah. Well, uh, oh man, when you think you can't get off the rails even more, you bring up the porn topic, and then <laughs> hey, I'm right back there. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just. Have you guys ever been to that point with, especially with WWE? Because, you know, when I first started podcasting, I did their whole review thing. Some, and that's similar to what you guys are doing, but trying to make light of, you know, a difficult situation and all that stuff. Have you guys ever gotten to the point where, you know, said, okay, this is going to be WWE is really getting to me. This is enough. Or you guys just kind of just powered through it and, you know, make the best of it. I've been there. For me, I think like staying off of social media helps a lot. Uh, it's really tough to be on there. I try to interact with people and tweet during the live show, but people will find anything to be pissed off about. And look, I'm with you. Like, I don't think the, uh, WWE has its best product right now. The funny thing is, on the flip side, and I might be uh, you know alone on this, but I think their roster may be one of the best rosters they've ever had. No, I mean like they have so much good talent on that roster. Yeah, wrestling wise, they do, but they they there's no character that's really overwhelmingly interesting or can can hold your attention for longer than maybe two three months of a push but this is all ties back to the, the like you know them having the scripted promos and not having too much oh, yeah. to be themselves I mean, either you know it, it's a shitty mix of uh you know fans wanting things now 
and wanting things different and quickly. Uh, creative being probably in the worst position it's ever been. I mean, it, it's not even that creative is bad. These guys were creative during the good times. It's just they were never replaced. They're kind of just recycled. It's kind of like the Montreal Canadiens and their <laughs> coaching, right? It kind of comes back to this thing where it's an old boys crew. And until they get away from that and bring in some new guys and take some risks, we might be stuck with that. And, yeah, the talent is definitely there uh, wrestling-wise. I mean, there's – it's crazy roster, but they they don't – they can't get themselves over, and I, I can't blame it completely on creative. It, it might be – I don't know. It's tough to call. It's just – it's not what it used to be. It's been far from great. Uh, they do make up with it with some awesome matches, you know, like when they actually get to tell stories of the ring. Uh, Oscar and Charlotte was great this week. Uh, we saw some great matches at WrestleMania as well, too. We got some innovative things out of the whole uh, quarantine, your boneyard match and all that stuff. Uh, and AEW's made it a little bit easier, too, because you can kind of tune into that, get a little bit of a taste of something else, um, you know, kind of get your fix in terms of, a little bit of better storytelling in some areas, and then it makes WWE a little bit more tolerable. Uh, I like NXT, still liking that very much. Um, but, you know, is it at its best? No. And the funny thing here is you're talking about the old boys club with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, well, you know, it kind of proves a point because look at the writers for the WWE now. It's Bruce Pritchard, right? Yeah. Like back to <laughs> exactly who was writing for the WWE in the early 90s uh, through the 90s. Now, he did some pretty cool stuff. I actually like Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, but he's dated, you know? He's dated. That's it. In the and 90s really when he fixated. wrote In the 90s when he wrote cool stuff, it wasn't because he was writing cool stuff in the in the 70s. Right. You know what I, I mean? Absolutely. He was he was a nobody. Yep. This is this is the direction they have to go. Um but to answer RJ's question as far as it goes for being a podcast that kind of uh beats its drum to the tune of what's been going on in the last week. Yeah, it it's been tough. There have been moments where uh you kind of don't feel like doing a little bit, and you got to push through. AEW did kind of revive uh, things for me personally, um, but yeah, no, going into a direction that can. I mean, we're, we're adding more and more to a repertoire. We have True Mania going on. We have a couple other things up our sleeves um, to kind of. I don't think we'll ever get away from the weekly content because it's news, and we'll discuss it. But I would like to move slightly away from reviewing the shows and and get into you know what what we take away out of that week and talk about in in a larger picture yeah you know just kind of get those you know however long you want the show to be whether it be an hour and a half hour whatever the case just kind of get those you know whether they be four or five six whatever topics and then just and just go because you know you you, and from what i understand what i hear is like you guys get a fairly good you know relationship about bouncing things off each other and you know, the chemistry's there. So it's like, I have no doubt that you could probably get like three or four topics and make an hour and a half show out of it. So, but that's where, well, usually. <laughs> Anybody's ever heard me talk. <laughs> yeah. You just keep on going and going, you know? <laughs> I, I told my wife before the show, I'm like, I gotta remember, I'm, it's on my show today. I gotta shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that old, you know, like you got to kind of pull a leash back a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah, but what's nice about it is when I haven't watched the product, which happens quite fucking often, I could just read the line that Des wrote in his notes, say it to him, and I could sit back and, and focus on, okay, we got to take a break in 15. Okay, we got to answer the chat here. We got to do this. We got to tweet that. So well, the dynamic works. gets up and goes to the washroom as well, too. Well, I'm it talking. doesn't happen all that often, dude. And it's usually on post shows where I'm pissed drunk. So Sunday night. 
post show on backlash. <laughs> well, they, they and but that's the thing that you guys and I've come uh, come over to the uh, to that side too is the full press radio network. Uh, it is definitely a uh, it, it's it's a great network to be associated with. Ian is you know opening me I email or email right I DM'd him to get uh, to get involved and see what uh, you know see what what they were about and he's like yeah, yeah do this we're get we're trying to find new wrestling stuff because at that time I think your your guys and uh, boot to the face was uh, the only two wrestling ones on there that I recognized anyways. So I'm like, oh, what the hell, you know, just throw it out there and, you know, it took off. It really, and it's, you know, association with you guys and then with Chris and Marty and, you know, it's been great so far. And it's just, now I'm so happy now because now, you know, when I first started, there was nothing like this as far as just a network of just multiple, multiple shows, just not wrestling, but sports in general, Mm. um, and like I said, if you guys, if whoever's listening hasn't checked it out, go over and check it out now. You know, there's a, you can download the app, a mobile app. I think it's on uh, iOS and uh, Android. So, you know, have at it. So, Definitely. So I, I love how the, the podcasting wrestling communities come together. Uh, you know, we've kind of like a little bit of a family. Like you said, you know, Full Press, we started with them exclusively, built that relationship with Boot to the Face, brought them under our wing into uh, Full Press. You know, they've returned the favor as well. And, you know, we just obviously want to be able to all work together for the better of, you know, the podcasting community. I think it's fantastic. And we've all been able to get together. Poker Mania, Trivamania, lots of other events, guys. Check it out. Um, and there'll be more to come as well, too. And I think it's fantastic as well because you get some pretty cool interviews with some interesting wrestlers. So mm-hmm. definitely check those out. I'm looking forward to Hammerstone and, you know, anything that you have to come along with the future. It seems like you're building a bit of a relationship with MLW. Are you yeah. part of those press calls? Is that how you kind of get in there? Um, I've been on a few of the MLWs. I've been a few of the um, ROHs, too. ROH is... Mm. That has been them, and even I, I'd say three promotions right now. If you guys ever want interviews to go after, because they're absolutely, you know, burning up right now in a good way. MLW, ROH, and NWA. I've had I've I've talked to let's see uh, George South, um, Tim Storm, Ziggy Dice. Um, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Thunder Rosa. Oh, nice. Um, so it's there just a lot of, but a lot of people ask me, Hey, how do you do it? How do you do it? I'm like, dude, I just find them on social media and I just ask them. The worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was so fortunate the show that's coming out, it's going to be before this, before this episode, but regardless show coming out Wednesday is with Dr. Tom Pritchard. Yeah. Awesome. man. And I got that because it was a, a two man power trip of wrestling podcast that he's on with John Paz, where he has his own podcast, uh, taking to school. Where he basically talks about the, all the old school, you know, Smoky Mountain wrestling, all the old school NWA, WWF, all that stuff. So he's like, Hey, you know, I just asked him, I said, Hey, it's Dr. Tom, you know, does he do podcasts? He's like, Oh, it's hit and miss, hit and miss. Just giving me, email him and, you know, go from there. The only guy that I know, and I, I thrilled to talk to him, but only guy that I know that has an AOL account still. Oh, my wow. God. And I, I'm pretty sure it was an AOL, but I may be wrong. It might be Gmail now. But anyways, regardless, he's like, yeah, just email him and, you know, 
we'll go from there. I said, okay, fine. I emailed them and just like anything else, I'm like, okay, put it in the back burner, forget about it. And a couple weeks down the road, John's like, hey, did you hear back from Dr. John? I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, all right, let me talk to him and see what I can do for you. Oh, awesome. Awesome, man. Two, two days. Two days later, I get a message from John. He's like, here's Dr. Tom's message, er, uh, phone number. Give him a text and set up a time. Right on. I'm now like, you're calling him late at night. It's like, you know. Well, Send I'm, him those dick pics, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm just breathing heavy, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's but funny because no. Tom, Tom Pritchard was on the WrestleMania 10 card. So. In the dark match with uh, yeah. Jimmy Del Rey versus, uh, who the hell they wrestle? Uh, yeah, Bushwhackers. Oh, okay. That's probably why it's forgettable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, dude, the Bushwhackers were dope, man. They were a gimmick tag team, right? Like you just want to see them do that. You want to see them lick armpits or whatever they did, and licking the faces or whatever. They're uh, part of my childhood memories, man. I remember oh like walking around the schoolyard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was when the original I... um, Conor McGregor walk. Oh yeah, Vince McMahon, Conor McGregor <laughs> kind of thing going on. Vince there. McMahon ripped off the Bushwhackers. I don't care. Come at me. Not just from that arm rag, from royalties as well too. <laughs> well, that, that too, probably. But no, but that's the thing, especially during this era of 94 to, I'd say probably pretty much 93 to, we'll say 96 was just that gimmicky era of, at least in the WWF. You know, you go over to WCW and this time, it was that transition between NWA to WCW where it's like, okay, we don't know what's going on. We're still going to stay old school wrestling. Um but yeah, it's you get the guys like on this card. At least you got Doink, you got Adam Bomb, you got Crush, you got Earthquake, you know, man. Earthquake. I I'm still staying to this day. I don't know how you guys feel about Earthquake. Is he's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time? Oh yeah, Skype High Five, absolutely, my friend. He's and, actually my favorite big man. Um, I, Vader's kind of up there too a little bit. I like what? Bam Bam. Yeah, no man. <laughs> Earthquake, no no. Earthquake is awesome. You go back and you look at the early '90s, end of the '80s. He was in every feud, everything, man. Mm-hmm. He was always wrestling up there against Hogan as well, uh, and he was super agile. His drop kick was amazing, and he's Canadian, man. What can't you love about that? I mean, I got memories of Earthquake, but no. he just looked like he just got off a of bender, took a shit in Gorilla. Oh, he looked out. like he looked silly. He looked like a yeti. But if you actually go back and watch his matches and watch how watch how many storylines he was involved in, like yeah, he was, he was like a million different always. guys. Yeah, no, he, no, no. As Earthquake alone, I'm not saying Golga and all that stuff. I'm saying as Earthquake, 80s, you know, into the early 90s, like this guy was involved in so much wrestling. And I watched so many matches on the WWE Network. Over the past year, he was casually in. And I don't open my eyes and I gained a lot of respect for this band. So he's definitely one of the biggest, top, one of the best top men out there for sure. I've, I've made it my life's work to never end up looking like that. And, and I'm kind of on my way there. Yeah, I'm going to say the schnoz, the belly. I, I got think I'm gonna keep my on. hair though. I think I'll think I'll keep my hair, but the schnoz, the ratty beard, and the be- and the belly. Well, see the only see the only reason why I don't have any hair is because I do this all the time because <laughs> I'm a Buffalo sports fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so AJ, all you gotta get all you gotta do is work in that little earthquake finishing move when you when you go into the bedroom with your wife. You just gotta be like boom 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 yeah, that'll, boom. That'll sure. help. I already executed the rock bottom if you know what I mean. I'd rather oh. just give her the bonsai. I'm more of Alvinus money shot. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Any more puns there? What the hell? Why not? Ah, the last ride. No, but RJ, <laughs> to, to get back to full press, it's definitely yeah. nice uh, that it, it's it's a growing uh, it's a growing channel. I remember it was right before we left for WrestleMania 35. 
me and Des uh, were looking for a home. We were on a few different sites that were similar, but they were all just wrestling podcasts, like uh, wrestling podcast networks. And we said, you know what? We're going to make the switch. We knew we knew um, SmackDown was moving to, to Fox, and we thought it would be a strategic move to go to a sports site. We went there. We ran with them. We, we helped them grow their community. Ian's been, like, number one for us. Got to give him a lot of props. And then uh, they added – uh, Evan Gomez's podcast, <clears throat> which has been a success as well, and then uh, as cross body of work. Then we pulled in uh, boot to the face, and then uh, Ian reached out to me. He goes, you know, RJ. I said, I know RJ. He goes, yeah, he's got a lot. He's like an interview guy. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. So it's just nice that we have this little community going in that we were we were always pretty close already before heading into there. So it's cool that the people that are now in full press are kind of all home from the same background, which is sweet. Yeah, we're all growing together too. It's great. Yeah, and it's it's great because you know when I first started too, when it was just wrestling, wrestling, because that was my wheelhouse and that's what I knew. And I'm like, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, crap, this is just getting boring, boring, boring. with wrestling. You can only talk so much about you know interviews or watching stuff. I'm like, why don't I just exp- or like expand a little bit more? So I started to have like comedians on. I started having you know musicians on. I'm like, just expand it more. And that's kind of why I like going to full press coverage and full press network is because there's just so much there. Because if, you know, you got Joe Blow, who's a, you know, a Seahawks fan in Seattle, is listening to Seahawks podcast on on the app or whatever, stumbles across your show, Rucker's show or my show. Bing, bang, boom. You know, it, it works. So, you know, the more hits, the better. Yeah. Wait till sports is back, RJ. Yeah, you're gonna see how There's nice it too. is to be on full press coverage. I don't. Were you were you around during the uh, the NFL draft weekend? Were you uh, on full press at that point? I think I, I can't remember when I first. Actually, I could probably tell you right now because it was a, it was a ginormous spike in my downloads. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. And when 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 the football season hit, uh, football draft hit, uh, Rucker was doing a show with them. I think they were live for like three or four hours. But that weekend alone, the the spike in 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 people seeing you know, our podcasts, which is so awesome for all of us. So, uh, yeah, sports sites are where it's at, man. Can't wait till the NHL starts back up. When those NHL playoffs start going, boys, those downloads yeah. are going to start coming in, man. It's looking like, what, end of July, early August for kickoff? Like I, said, I think July was, like, July 10th was their training camp. Right? camp. Yeah. yeah. So I think probably after that, they'll probably go for at least a few weeks or something with that. I'd say probably the end of July you're starting to see that. But are they going – because I didn't – See, I just saw like blips of it. Are they going right into the playoffs or are they just having a couple, you know, scrap games here and there? Right in the playoffs from what I know. And it's going to go like pretty much into October. And then the following season is going to be a half season starting in January, which is like if you're a hockey fan, this is the dream. We, we have 82 games to, to keep up with that. Yeah. That's a good 20, 25, 30 games that are almost throwaway games in the NHL with that kind of schedule. So to have a, a condensed 40 game season Every game counts, man. Every what, game counts. What's going on with the draft? Isn't it supposed to be coming up? And also, isn't it supposed to be in Montreal? No, I don't think the draft's in Montreal this year. That was Toronto. It was supposed to be. I believe it was supposed to be Montreal this year. Again? So it was Buffalo. It was Buffalo last it. year. Oh, I wasn't it was. Buffalo last year? NHL draft. I mean, fuck. I don't know where it was supposed to be, but uh, it was in Montreal not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, Bell Center, Montreal. Like, yeah. No way. Yep, yeah, supposed to be, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I don't think they're postponed. gonna come, man. This is COVID yeah, central. Postponed. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Maybe Toronto, because I think Toronto will probably be one of the hubs. I imagine, right? 
Yeah, I'd say probably Toronto. Unless they go out west, they go to like Vancouver or something or Calgary. Yeah, I doubt, they'll probably I doubt it. somewhere where the hub's going to be because I imagine yeah. they'll keep one in Canada and I guess Toronto makes sense. Hey, Buffalo, yeah. you got a shot there at uh, number one. 6.5% uh, chance. Yay. But all of a sudden, Pittsburgh will get it. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. Are they even I, in there? No, they're I, not I, in there. They'll get it. They'll still get it. Pittsburgh, no, I, Pittsburgh doesn't get number one drafts. They will. They will. We don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Just like the lockdown last time, back in the day when they got Crosby, right? It's Ottawa's like, oh, got two shots. We're about, to, we're about to sell ourselves to Kansas City, but all of a sudden we got Sidney Crosby. And look at us well, they were, they were the worst team in the league, which gives them like an insanely amount, insanely good chance of winning. You know, there was three guys growing up that I absolutely hated. One was Ty Domi. Two was uh, Eric Lindros. Oh. And three was Zayn Chara with oh, Boston. Oh, yes, Chara. There goes J-Bomb. It's okay. We don't need you. We <laughs> all know that I'm the strength and the heart and the soul of Talkamania. So it's See, all I, good. I, I knew that I was going to get him out. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just with – with everything coming back and you got hockey coming back, you got basketball coming back and then you got baseball over there that are, you know, you having pissing matches over, you know, okay, we want this amount of money. You want that amount of money. I'm like, well, either way you're looking at it, you're going to be losing fans regardless. Also there. Yeah, that's pretty much it, but it's definitely good to have sports coming back. I think also when we're all locked down like this, it's just, you know, wrestling has been a savior for a lot of us. It's been really important because it's been something that's been consistent and something that we can kind of continue to watch while we're locked in. Uh, not having sports has been a shame. I've even gone back to watching like old hockey matches, you know, just yeah. because I miss hockey that much. And I know a lot of Americans are probably listening and well, I don't know if you're listening on full press, maybe not, but like, yes, we're Canadians. We like hockey, but RJ's from the U S he likes hockey as well too. And he's mm. just as excited as we are that it's coming back. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, even though Buffalo is not going to be in the playoffs, who are you pushing for? I, honestly, I don't even know who's in it, to be honest with you. Anybody but Pittsburgh or Boston. Pretty much everybody but Buffalo's in. There's like 24 teams. Yeah. Why, why not? <laughs> I, I think that even the Mighty Ducks from the uh, Pee Wee uh, D League are coming in. <laughs> the Flying D. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of, uh, of Columbus. Um, I'm a fan. Because I, I, I don't know if he's still there. I haven't bone or, uh, you know, got used to the roster, but uh, Nick Felino. I'm a big fan of Nick Felino. He's captain, right? Yeah, he's know? still there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's still there, captain. Because he's, he's Mike Felino, who used to play for the Sabres' son. And he ended up going from, I think he went from, he might have been drafted by Buffalo, but he went from Buffalo to Ottawa to, he's been around, but he finally stayed in, in their Columbus. But, I just think they got a sneaky good team. I really do. Is Felino the, the dad? Was he the one who would score the goal and then jump behind the net, and then both of his sons when they yep. scored their first goal in the yep. NHL they would jump? Yep. The, the the reason why I've been a fan of Columbus over the last I don't know three or four years. Uh, one, Nick Felino was my uh, last round pick in the year that I won uh, the, my first cup in a hockey pool because he scored like forty goals that year. It was just <laughs> insane, and he had like two hundred and fifty six penalty minutes. But their build is very similar to Boston. It's a no-nonsense. It, there's not really that many superstars. Yeah, they had Panarin, but that was only, what, half a season or uh, one full season or something like that. But Columbus is just a bunch of character dudes, similar to the, to the Bruins, similar to uh, the Winnipeg Jets and, uh, and, and Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. So that's why I like them too, man. Yeah, it's just you get... 
I've been on and off with a lot of hockey just because it's like, okay, you get this, you get sidetracked with that or whatever the case may be. But that's the one sport. It's something I grew up on being growing up in Buffalo because I'd always, it was great because growing up, I'd always get the Sabres game, whoever they were playing, regardless, you know, at that seven Oh five, six, whatever that early game was. But then I'd always stay up later to watch the West coast of Canada because on CBC, (laughs) I get, I get Calgary, I get Vancouver, um, anything I get, I might even gotten, you know, you know, who was out there then, but anyway, regardless, I get, you know, you get, uh, what the heck is his name? Uh, Don Cherry. Don Jerry. Don Jerry. It, 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 side note, interesting note. I don't know if you knew this, but he used to coach the Rochester Americans here in Rochester. I know. I know he's coached all over the place. Yeah. But, but anyways, but it was just and growing up, he's like, he didn't know, who, you know, you just saw the colorful suits and different color suits and you like it drew it drew you chin Tom McLean just sitting over just nodding his ear shaking his head and but you know but that was you know that was a childhood those are the guys were you know the voice you know even more than what wrestling was the you know, Rock you, em, sock hockey, em. you know you know uh the Buffalo Sabres always had some really good players remember they had McGillney and Pat LaFontaine right mm-hmm. and yep. then there was the era of Danny Heatley uh there was three of them is Danny Heatley Daniel Briere, was it? Yeah. Healy Healy was um oh shit, he was uh, Ottawa. Oh, sorry, not Healy. He played for the Montreal Canadiens. What's his name? Uh he came up as he uh it was he at the end of his career. What's that? A forward? Yeah. Come on. He was a star there. Big star. Yeah. He played he played with Briere too. I got I got to Wait, he played he played with Montreal? Yeah, he played with Montreal after. Was it wasn't, uh, wasn't Pommonville? Oh, uh, Montreal. Vanek, no, Pommonville was Vanek, great. Vanek. Yeah, Thomas Vanek, Pommonville, yeah. Briere. That was another decent era. They, they've always kind of been able to have some star players, but they just can't put together a fucking team, bro. Well, but they they draft they draft all these guys. They drafted Vanek. They drafted Pommonville. They drafted even you go back farther back. You go with Ryan Miller, who's a great goaltender. He's still yeah. in the league. I found out, and you know it's just they play them and play them and play them until they can't play anymore. And then they want more money and they say, okay, well, see ya, you're too old. And then, you know, they get back in the draft lottery and they draft guys uh, that, you know, could you know, turn around this team, but you know, it just doesn't work. You know, you have owners that, you know, finally that you think can actually put a quality product on the ice. And then, you know, this stuff happens. It's like, okay, it's just like up and down and, you know, you get used to the Sabres winning at the beginning of the season, but it's like I use the same adage for the Sabres that you do for the Boston Red Sox is they're like tulips. They do really well in the spring, but come mm-hmm. fall, they're dead. <laughs> and that's yeah. pretty much with, with them. But it's just like, OK, well, at least, you know, I got the hopefully the Bills will actually do something this year. Who knows? But <laughs> that's if they have. Well, I'm sure they'll have the season. I'm sure they can, they'll lose too, too much money with the NFL. You've lost me on NFL. I don't think I've watched an NFL game. Oof. I got to say. I I'm, Honestly, I don't think I've watched an NFL game start to finish in my entire life. Hmm. Not I even the Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change one day. Yeah. And believe hey. it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, believe it or not. But see, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you get those. Talking shop. That, exactly. You know, you're talking, you know, what interests you guys, what interests us in general. And then, you know, eventually we'll get to there. But um, but it's, 
one of those things where it's like different parts of the country. Obviously, you guys been up in Canada, totally different from what, you, what we get like down here. Especially you see, you know, Rutgers posting all the stuff that you guys send them with, you know, the uh, ketchup chips and mm-hmm. all that. All stuff. dressed chips. I know you got it. You you can find it in your. I know that, but it's yeah, such yeah. a rarity. Yeah. Buffalo is Canada. Everybody I sent it to blows their minds that this thing isn't in the U.S. They love it. And here's a funny thing. This has been a, a regular flavored chip for us since we've been born, right? Like, I remember yeah. being sour cream and onion, salt vinegar, barbecue, regular, all dressed. Yeah. All dressed is always there. Ketchup is newer than all dressed. Yeah. Well, because I even have – my wife's uh, have an aunt and uncle up in Ottawa, so we'll go up there. We'll make a trek from us. It's like a four four and a half hour drive from us here in Rochester. So we'll go up there, and I'm like – I forgot what it was, but one time where I'm like, hey, I'm, it's breakfast or something. I want zero. Oh, I'm like, I go in the fridge. Where's the milk? So you're looking for a carton. Well, no, they're in a freaking plastic bag. <laughs> I never yeah, buy yeah, those. Yeah. But yeah, so I found that out too. So during my research, getting Rucker over some stuff, I found out that Canada is the only, um, well, at least maybe probably other countries, but we have the option of having bag uh, milk in bags, right? And it's not all of Canada. Mm-mm. No, really? Yeah, it's all of Canada. I don't use bags. I use the cartons. You can still get the cartons at the grocery store. I use the cartons. But growing up. Until you have kids, bro. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Growing up in a family, we always had the bags. It was a plastic sack with three bags in it, right? Was that it? Yeah. And then you pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Seven bucks. Yeah. Put in the fridge, put a couple in the freezer, put one in the fridge, put in a little plastic jug. Right out of the. Oh, my God. Terrible. The the thing about uh, bagged milk. God, this is Canadian, is there's no greater sensation than dropping the bag in, and then you got to give it a shot on your knee to get the bag, to get the air from the bottom of the plastic container out. So a lot of people do it on the on the counter, but it's it's so loud and just the wrong way to do it. You give it a shot on the knee, and it's like you're just, that's our that's our gun here in Canada. That's, that's cocking of the gun in Canada. You snip it. And you pour your cereal, okay? And it's just glorious milk. Glorious. <laughs> as long as you're putting in the cereal first. Oh, you son of a bitch. You put in cereal before you put in milk? Oh, wait, no, that's the right way. Sorry. Yeah, okay, glad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I remember that argument you guys. I'm like, who does You have to put the cereal in. That makes no sense. I've tried it. It's just fucking blasphemy to do the, the other you way have to, you have to what, what, what are you gonna put it, it's called cereal it's called now it's not called milk with cereal in it yeah do you do you guys uh we, we get into it with uh with take the bump all the time always discussing canadian bacon um yeah. it doesn't exist here like we it's call it bacon. it's just you know no yeah it's because it's like no like our bacon is your bacon yeah canadian bacon here like unless you go out of your way to find it when we get it on our pizza it's you ask for ham yeah. And then we get American, excuse me, Canadian American. bacon. I've never had Canadian bacon. I've never seen Canadian bacon. I've had it. I've had except it. on like, if you go to like a sugar shack or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's where you yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just because we'll go up there probably about twice a year or something. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, we're so used to it now. But first couple of times, I'm like, I'm going out to, this is pre-kid too. So I'm like, I'm going out to go to the store to get beer or something. And I'm like, go to the grocery i'm like where the hell's where's the beer yeah, that's just i'm like i'm like oh they have certain stores i'm like wait what that's yeah. not no here you can buy it like on on like the corner everywhere. of my house <laughs> like, yeah yeah they have beer. it everywhere. they have it in depeners yeah you can buy alcohol they don't know what it, he doesn't know what a depeners my friend 
No. Uh, convenience store, 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can buy beer, alcohol, wine. You can buy it at a 7-Eleven here. You can't buy booze no. at a 7-Eleven? You can't buy hard alcohol, but you can buy no. wine. You can buy cider. You can buy beer. Yeah. You can buy anything outside of hard liquor. Hard liquor, you have to go to an SAQ, which is yeah, basically a LCBO or yeah, government-owned. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what it's like in Rochester, but I've been everywhere else in the States. Uh, in Canada, the liquor, like hard alcohol, is controlled well, not everywhere, but in, in Quebec and Ontario and a lot of Eastern Canada, it's controlled by the government. So you have to go to like a government store to buy it. But the cool thing is, is you can buy it and then you could buy weed as well at government stores, which is cool. Um, but beer, you can buy literally anywhere. Beer, wine, and, uh, and I think it's anything under 20%. You can mm. buy pretty much anywhere. Yeah, because I think I saw now, too, that they had the uh, cannabis beer up there now, too. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have all kinds of stuff. And they just opened up uh, an SDQC near my house, too, which I was pretty excited. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. I like that it's run. I was really against the government owning it, controlling it. But now it's just so convenient. Before you were calling up your, your dealer, he would come to your whoa, house, whoa, whoa, deliver. Whoa, 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 whoa. We oh, we, whatever, man. You know, we went off the rails. <laughs> we're going off the rails. We're going to do this right. Uh, but now, you know, you're not waiting on the guy to show up. You don't know what you're getting. Sometimes he'll give you this batch, that batch. Now you know exactly what strain you're getting, what's inside of it, what the percentage is. Um, it's actually a lot better now that it's controlled, in my opinion. And you can order it online. And it'll show up at your house the next day. I mean, like, come on. Come on. It's insane. Yeah. You buy where, it all. Where, in, uh, where in Ottawa does your family live? They're uh, they're right in the city. They're right on the canal. Oh, they're right. Rideau. Oh, wow. Rideau, nice. right, Rideau nice. in the canal. They're actually wicked within walking distance from Parliament. Wow. Are, beautiful. When, beautiful. When you're at Parliament, you're literally about 55 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes from my front door. There you go. Next time I'm up, I'll call you. Yeah, dude, it'd be great, man. It'd be great to hang out, grab a beer. Um, dude, that's awesome. It's funny because Ottawa, if you actually go to, it's not the Scotiabank anymore, is it? What's the arena called? The Senator's Arena now? Is it Canadian yes. Tire Place now? Yeah, I think so. But I that's like off the highway. It's like, it's yeah. not even downtown. But it's not even downtown. You would think it'd be downtown because they're like, they're on like the 16th floor of an apartment complex. And you go out on the balcony and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying not, I'm like, I'm first time I was there, I'm spitting off it, hitting things. And um, <laughs> I'm like, didn't have too many, too many beers today. It was like pissing off it or something. But um, this American comes to Canada and starts spitting off our balconies. Well, I wasn't hitting it. I was hitting my own car. That was, a, that was the Pollock oh. in me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but no, you, like you go off their balcony, you can see the, uh, what are they called now? The, the Renegade, I guess, the Canadian football team. Uh, the yeah. Black Reds, I think. Or Black Reds. They were the yeah. Renegades or something before. Anyways, regardless. But it's just like you just see it's like this city. It's a great city because it's not here. It's like here. It's like you go to the city of Rochester. It's like you got to like check yourself at the door or something up there. It's like everybody's so nice. Hey, you want this? You want that? I'm like, oh, OK. Thank well, you. <laughs> the, the, the cool thing about Ottawa, because it's like we're in Montreal. So it's like, you know, a P compared to our city. But Ottawa it consists of a bunch of bureaucrats, so a bunch of people who work from the government who make a ton of money. And then you have two major universities, so it's a bunch of students and, and overpaid government workers. So, of course, they're going to be happy and nice all the time. And that's why Ottawa is such a great city. Like, I love going there. Um, it's beautiful. We have, we have you know, Parliament is, is a thing to see. Have you ever skated on the Rideau Canal? Yep. Yeah. We've actually yeah. – we, we go up there during uh, Winterlude. <laughs> Oh, right. And on. we do, um, uh, we basically, I don't do it anymore. 
because I've been trying to teach my son to do it, but he just wants nothing to do with skating. And I'm like, I'm, I give up. But anyway, regardless, we're like, we'll go out. My wife will go out in the morning, um, either with her aunt or with somebody that goes up there, and she'll um, just skate the canal. Just, you know, go to, like, people will go to work or whatever, speed skate or whatever the case may be. But I've yet uh, to do it. I'm such a bad Canadian. Yeah, but I haven't done it. I haven't done it either. Dude, I had never even gone to Quebec City. I've never been to Quebec City, and I live in Quebec. Like, come on, well, man. What's up with you're that? You're not really missing much. No, I know. I know. I know. But we even – there's um, there's a uh, – was it Park Omega? I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, of course. Uh, we've been there. We go. It's always – when we go up there in the nicer weather, it's always our uh, – for my, at least my son anyways. He likes feeding the elk out of the door or something. That's cool. I'm like, Actually, right, right beside Park Omega is uh, – fuck, what's it called? There's like this huge hotel. Oh, what's it called, dude? I'm gonna find it. You you guys talk. Let me find this. I want to ask you. I want to ask you one thing. You know, so you've skated on the canal. You've been to yeah. Ottawa. I'm gonna ask you a very Canadian question. Have you tried a poutine and did you like it? Well, see, I've had it in Canada and I've had it because I can actually get it here in the states. There's that actually count. that does not count. Okay, I'm I'm getting there. All the right. Canadian one is much better. Yeah, but it's not even an Ottawa thing. It's a, it's a Quebec thing. Yeah, but. have you had one in Quebec? No, I, I so think... I'm starting to feel Ottawa. like you got to make a trip up here. You keep talking about how you're not that far. I mean, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think I make some plans in the future here. Well, once it's, it's all... Once they reopen the borders and everything, you know. <laughs> it's called Chateau Montebello. It's right beside yeah, Park Omega. we've been there. We've been there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah have, you had the, have you had the brunch there before? Mm-hmm. Oh. Next time you're up there, I'm telling you, make make a make a stop there for the brunch. It's all you can eat. It's it's what it's known for. It's yeah. legit. Oh. Yeah, hey, you I can go there just, and you can get the kids pulled by huskies on a sled and shit. I can even pull by a husky here. Okay, well, it's new to <laughs> us. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about the neighbor's dog. I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. But no, it's just it's fun. If anybody has a chance, it's just. Once they reopen the borders, I even saw actually your lovely, you know, was it uh, Prime Minister? Not you guys specifically, because you're in Quebec, but the Ontario uh, Prime Minister was saying, or Trudeau or whatever, was saying, oh. Trudeau's our Prime Minister as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was. It's okay. I know it gets president. confusing. It gets confusing because we're all like, we think we're our own country, but we're not. No, no. But anyway, he's, he was talking about the, the reopening the borders potentially. I'm like, oh, the heck would it click? I'll see you. <laughs> I'm like, I still want to hear about it. I'm like, I can't watch the news anymore. It's all, it's always, you know, crap about something. I'm just a little bit worried because like, there's so many states that are just like, fuck this. I'm going out. We're just, whatever's going to happen. We can't fight this thing. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't think we're all on that same page here in Canada yet. We're kind of just like, let's do the best what? we can. Let's try to stay inside. We're easing things slowly. And my worry is, if we do open the border and all the people in the U.S. who are mingling on the beaches and stuff are like, let's go to Canada! And then it just fucks things up for us up here. You've been um, inside too long, Des, man. Everybody's out. <laughs> Everybody's I'm out. I'm still working from home. I'm still working from home. All, like, terraces are open. Bars are serving booze. No, man. No, they yeah, are yeah, Hold on. No, no. Not not today. But, like, the, in a week, yeah. Yes, in a week, okay. yeah. Well, because they're doing, like like I told you before, when, before we started recording, like, they just started today. With here in, in New York is, at least in Rochester anyways, I don't know how the rest of the state is, but they just started 50% of restaurants can have people inside. Um, but, you know, everybody, but everybody's still staying outside because it's so nice. But I'm like, well, I, my thing was, it's like you get everybody out there 
it's going to spread. You know, it's going to have that potential again. If you guys look in the chat, that was Montreal like last week. Holy hell. That's a stock image from 2011. <laughs> Actually, it was a Black, Black Lives Matter March, but it's happening here too. And uh, yeah, people people are out and about now. But I know what you, I know what you're trying to say, Des. Our city, Montreal, as a city, apart from coming out for for Black Lives Matters, uh, has been pretty quiet because it's been like one of the worst hubs I think in we've Canada. We've all been doing pretty good. We've all been pulling our weight and trying to do our best. And uh, you know, I give a lot of respect to dude. And I give a lot of respect to the uh, the the Canadian Quebec dude. Uh, Legault. We call him Legault, exactly. So we have the Prime Minister of Canada. Justin Trudeau, he's our president, I guess you would say, so to speak. Quebec is, sorry, Quebec, you are considered part of Canada. And then we have our premier, which is kind of our president of Quebec. Well, no, we uh, have a premier in every province, Des. Okay, well, then yeah, but the, president, the, the, the governor or whatever yeah. of our state or of our province, so to speak. Um, so we have two kind of like main officials. And I find like, not Trudeau, you know, he's well-spoken and all that stuff. He's, he's doing a good job. Um, but our premier as well, too. I got to give him a lot of credit. Wasn't oh, yeah. super sold on this dude, but I think he's doing a good job. He's done a good job. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the politics in Canada, but Quebec has tried to separate yeah. from Canada twice in, in me and Dez's lifespan. And they have official elections. So, yeah, it's like, do you want to separate? And it's funny because all the, they're like, they build this big campaign. We're going to separate. And then when they do the election, it's like a landslide of like, no, what the fuck are you? You're crazy, man. Bro, the last one that we had was 51%. It was like 50.8 to. That's with them trying to skew the polls. Oh, dude. It was the the (laughs) fact that you can. Okay, so imagine living in a state where. How long ago was that, though? How long ago was that, though? 90 I, we were in fifth grade that's it right that's they've the last act- one they had no but they've done like uh they do these um pre-votes where it's kind of like oh we maybe. might want to do an election so let's do a vote to see if we could win that election yeah and they just get their asses whooped it's like it's the thing is the pe- the old people who are set in their ways right like they they have a tendency to be like if you live in quebec french and here we speak french and they're very kind of nasty to english folk but the funny thing about it is uh, Quebec is a French province. I will give it that, but it relies so much on multiculturalism and English and all that stuff to thrive. So they're just shooting themselves in the foot, and it doesn't make sense. The younger generation, as well, too, is getting more kind of with the times. It's obviously in your best benefit to speak French in Quebec, but it's also in your best benefit to speak English in the planet Earth or in mm. Canada. The more languages you learn, their tools, they open more doors. It shouldn't be looked as a bad thing. Um, so you're looking with younger people, younger generations. That is kind of moving in an opposite direction. So I think the whole era of Quebec wanting its independence is, is long gone. Uh, in 2012, Pauline Marois, okay, it was a woman who, who yeah, was a, I remember a sovereigntist. Her and the Videotron dude. Okay, she was elected. And uh, I think she only served, she didn't serve a long term. The night she was elected, she almost got shot. A guy did murder, like, her kind of protection. Uh, he, he was killed before he got to her. But basically for two years, Quebec was – not two years, maybe about a year. Quebec was in shambles. I don't know if you ever heard about the Red Square, but it was this huge debate in, in Quebec where we thought that we shouldn't pay for university. And the students were protesting, and it, and it kind of looks kind of similar to what's going on now. Tear gas in the streets, rioting, looting. Uh, I went downtown for that, but it was basically a bunch of students and and this pro-separation party used these students to elect herself. 
And oh, then yeah. as soon as she was elected, told them pretty much to all go fuck themselves. Yeah. And she tried to lower the voting age, too, to young kids in school. That way she yeah. could brainwash the kids in school and get their it separation. And they pulled in. So I'm pretty sure people outside of Quebec or Canada might know Videotron, right? I imagine. Maybe not. But that is our huge internet like our cable direct provider. Exactly. Uh, the owner of this, he basically teamed up with Parlin Mar- Parlin Marois and literally said in a soundbite, I want to buy a country for my kids. So I will go with you to try to make this an independent country. It was our then Donald he, Trump then era. I remember he <laughs> went up. He went up in a speech, gave a very passionate speech on TV, and right at the end of it, he gave the Hitler arm. Yeah. He gave the Hitler arm, and Pauline Marois immediately grabbed his arm, pulled it down, pushed him to the side, and that was the end. That was the end of them. It, that was never, the end. And she got pretty much impeached. <laughs> and she got well. She lost. She got out of reelection and. Yeah. Her like holding in her area where she lives, like she got kicked out like by far. Like she was just, oh, it was she was just thrown out in her ass. So I don't even know how we got here. This uh, is, come to I, Quebec. I, 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 I swear to God, this is a wrestling podcast. We're still going to talk about wrestling eventually, but you know, it, it's great to learn other cultures, other politics, and people that you know shouldn't put the uh, old uh, Hitler sign up there. So yeah, you don't know, do either, that. Don't do that. Just no. Slap the hand. Just no. hold the Bible up instead. I mean, it works better. Oh God. Um. Some somebody's gonna get mad though. I'm sure. Um. But something that people won't get mad about is this match we're about to watch. There Woo-hoo. we go. There's yeah. the tie-in, RJ. There you go. I see King of Transition. So this match is uh, like we said before. WrestleMania 10. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon for the IC title. Um. A lot of buildup for this, uh, especially '94. You know, like like Dad said, it wasn't the first ladder match, but you know they were doing a lot of uh, ladder matches, kind of precursor to this with Razor and I, when Sean just to kind of work out the kinks and all that stuff. But you know, and, and this is one of the, I obviously it's the iconic uh, arenas here in the states, the Madison Square Garden. You know, everybody wants to go here. It's the Mecca Arena. Uh, so you can't really, you know, and like J-Bomb said, it's like, this is one of the best WrestleManias, you know, I very loosely to that. Obviously we are littered with hearts on this, so you can't go wrong with any, any Bret Hart, Owen Hart match regardless. Um, so if you are on the WWE network, we are at 154.03. But anyways, if you want to get to the network at one hour, 54 minutes, and three seconds, we are going to hit play in three, two, one, play. No rules. You know what's crazy about this? I just I just did the math on it. Yeah. I was nine years old when I watched this for the first time. The I was ten. And remove both crazy. To become so. If you can listen to this, you can actually hear the World Wrestling Federation introduction of Champion, which was ironic. Dude, HBK's music when that hits. I I miss the old like how they would come out pretty much from like the concessions with a little bit of a poster board on it. So this is as old school Michaels as you got. You got those circle glasses, the one with the flip up, the flip eye. Yeah, what the, the fuck is the point of that? And he chooses not like to go under the ladder. Whatever, right? He chooses not to go under the ladder. 
How about this thing? The age of the mullet. <laughs> they both got one. Who's got the better mullet here, guys? What's well, gotta be Sean? Oh my god, they're kids. They were younger there than we are now. That's some scary thoughts. Yeah. I remember what we used to do, like, uh, we were talking earlier about getting the call to videos watched in the rest of the night. And we'd actually come down, match from my upstairs bedroom. And we'd have a Viking microphone. We were really dedicated in our craft. I was not. I didn't have anything good. This is one where Razor walks underneath the ladder. Yeah, that's it. Tom Michael chose not to go under the ladder, right? This is one. I think this is one of the most underrated entrance music entrance music of all time. This is. I don't even. It's never been underrated to me. This has been like this top five, man. Oh, but you know, so many people, you know, just. They get the historical thing with Scott Hall and all that stuff later in his career, so they associate that with this, and I'm like, whatever. But to this day, I will literally play Spotify on my Roku, on my TV, and actually walk out doing the the stride of Razor Ramon. Hell yeah, man. I'm wondering, does Shawn Michaels go under the ladder the second time? I well, think he does the second time. Oh. Right. Does he? I don't, I'm Not... just saying it'd be funny, because he went under the first time, it's bad luck, right, Razor? And he ends, well, we'll see what happens in this match, but what do you mean? for the second match that they end up having... Match? Wait, who's Razor? <laughs> and, the, and the funny part about it is, growing up, I thought the actual stuff on his back of his tights there were not razors. They were, like, pieces of cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you know, what? I just realized why they're razors. Because um, he's supposed to be... Cutting uh, cocaine. What's his, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it's for. I mean, straight up. I'll just be blunt. Why not? He yeah. could have done well in the attitude error with razor at blade jobs. You know what he should have done? He should have had the toothpick in the mouth and a rolled up one dollar bill behind his eye, his ear. Yeah, dude. Oh wow, that would have been great. But so then I guess it would have been dude. Scott Hall went on to have an iconic career in WCW. Uh, phenomenal, right? But you have to think if he did stay in the WWE, he definitely at one point would have been WWE champion, right? No doubt. We're all in agreement. No, he came back. He still wasn't. Oh, come on. Well, if if he would have, honestly, if you put him either five years earlier or five years later, for sure. But it's just this time when you're, you got guys like Sean, you got guys like Brett, Undertaker, Diesel, you had Psycho Sid eventually. You know, I think he was the odd man out, you know, I think. But, you know. He didn't need it. Well, no, he was over... He, he was over as it was. Whether it's even as a heel, he was. Free. Everybody hated him if he was a heel. But I, I just think when he did, I liked his feud with One Two Three Kid later yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Or earlier to this, whatever the case may be. But I think in some aspects it's helped him, but it kind of hurt him at the same time because ne- nobody ever ever really took him serious after that. Right, you got to think how much how much things would have been different, right? If you have Razor Ramon. And potentially he went to, well if he wouldn't have went to the to WCW, what would have happened? Kevin Nash went to WCW. 
you know, would they have been big stars? Would they have continued to WWE? What if Shawn Michaels would have went over to WCW? Like, we wouldn't be sitting back here talking about him as one of the greatest of all times. Uh, you know, he may not have had these awesome matches with The Undertaker. There's so much that would have changed. So it's really interesting to see how things ended up taking place and who went to WCW, who went to stay, uh, who stayed in WWF, and what was the end result of it. I mean, it's really are, are you Are you trying to tell me that Bret Hart is not in this conversation because he went to WCW? Bret Hart's not in this conversation because he went to WCW and it was a big failure. Yeah, we, could, we could all blame Goldberg for that. Well, Goldberg killed him. Razor Ramon, I love the Look choke. At this. Was, was he doing a choke slam? Oh, I guess I'm thinking he was doing it first, right? But I love that he did that choke slam. Then he takes a big bump out to the outside, which I found interesting too. They actually had the actual mats during this event too, for the outside mats. They didn't have the old like the wrestling mats. And down goes Razor. I just had an ad pop up on mine, so I'm a little bit behind you guys. Yeah, I'm catching up. I'm pretty much I'm just jumping a little bit. Diesel tell, tell me where you're at. Diesel's, okay, just level them. He's labeled them, and he's yelling at uh, or having her. Yeah, okay, I'm there now. Did you see something? Did you see Dude, something as he spits? Do you remember the, the gold Razor Ramon t-shirts that they would sell? I forget who had one. Somebody in our high school had it. it was a long, that dude's wearing one right there in the crowd, actually. It was like half gold to and the left one shoulder right. was white. Uh, hold on. Let me see. I'll tell you when he's on my camera, but our timing might not be the same. Okay. I'll, I'll throw it in the chat, though. Hold on. I vaguely remember it. It was it was dope, man. Yeah, but actually, not- I think I had one. But you're gonna this time this merch here, you get all the foam fingers and hands and all that stuff. You can't go wrong, especially this era. That's that's how they sold. That's how they made money, obviously. Mm. Now, had referees been throwing people out a lot before this? I don't. I really don't think so. I don't remember. But that was that was Earl, I believe. It wasn't Dave. But it's just you get so many different iconic. Yeah, I had that too. There was I'm a pretty green sure one. I had that, yeah. There was a green one too. Oh, I love that X door that closes too. That's so dope. Well, that's like a Star Trek door. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I think especially at MS, MSG Ooh. they pull out all the stop for it. You know, all the glitz and the glamour. I love Michael's selling a working punch. But if anybody could sell, it was Michael's. Would he oh, like even it getting clothes on over the ropes? Oh yeah, great. But now we got, you know, Razor exposing the, the uh, cement of the floor of MSG. Boom. Even the way they used to hit the ropes back then was different. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit ahead of you guys, but. He's about to try the now. Razor's edge on my screen. Now he's going. He just went over on the, the concrete. Yeah, he just went over now for me, too. Yeah. Did he hit the concrete? What did he hit on the concrete? I don't know. <laughs> and it's funny. You fast forward, right? To this day, you have Gargano and Champa ripping up the ape, ripping up the mat and doing stuff on the concrete. So well, I'm not saying that Razor and Michaels were uh, the first to do this, but it's funny how that continues to be a thing that they do, right? Yeah. Well, no, when I was in, uh, I saw it was full, full gear for AEW in Baltimore last November. And for that Omega and Moxley street fight when they exposed the ring, and Omega got beat to a bloody pulp. I'm like, I've never seen stuff like that before. I loved that match. It was great. I guess they did a lot of that in uh, 
um, Ortiz and Santana did that in TNA. The um, I didn't watch him much there. I forgot what it was called, but all they had it was basically just the boards in the ring. It wasn't any canvas or padding. I forgot oh, the name of it. What I love about this is you have Michaels doing simple stuff like drop kicking a ladder into the midsection of Razor Ramon, right? And that hadn't been seen at all since then. So it's funny to look at it from that perspective because right. now it'd be like, oh, it's so such a regular thing. But yeah, back but, then it was it, it's still pretty cool. I mean, and look at the ladder they have too. It's not the ladders they have these days. This is a a big chunky ladder, right? Right. What's well, the actual ladder? What's so frustrating is that this match happened, right? And people loved it. And and WWE ran with this, and and then now they have matches where people do flips or you know things that are a little bit different from what was you know what they usually do, and they don't want it. How can Vince McMahon sit there and see the success that he had with Attitude Era and go, you know what, I'm gonna go back to when I was almost losing the war with WCW and have really gimmicky characters, and we're just gonna run with the punches. Drives me nuts. I like the I like the background music by the way. It's the Daily Motion ads. I can hear them through J Bomb's PC. Oh really? Can you hear this? The the, the um. Oh. oh. Wait, am I if I am I feeding in? Oh, I am feeding. In. No, I mean I don't know. Just, no, my uh, I'm feeding in the sound of the of the match. It's helped me. Should I turn that off? That's fine. I hey, it's gone this. I, I it's something new to the show. <laughs> you know what? Actually, if 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 the sound is still good on top of it because it's super low, then at least when we're not talking, the people listening are hearing something. Yeah, it's actually helped me. It's actually helped me find my timing on watching the matches as well too, and what's been going yeah. on. So, hey, you know what? I try to avoid editing as much as I can. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, eh, what the hell? Yeah, man, it's crazy to see the train Michaels wreck. drop the ladder on the back of Razor Ramon and like. This is the real ladder, like you said, right? So yeah. that's yeah, nasty. I find, so like, one of the worst moves is you have, like, that's it. Yeah, Shawn Michaels throwing, literally throwing a ladder at somebody. Like, that's so <laughs> reckless and brutal. It can clip your hand, cut your hand open. Like, oh. But this is the only one. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you get a ladder yeah. match, you got, like, yeah. 50 ladders. Yeah. Like, this is the only one that they have. And it's just so many different iconic. And you see his bare, bare ass. Oh, we're at bare ass point? I'm not even there yet. He's already climbed. I'm going to fast forward. <laughs> All right, bare ass. There it is. Let's skip over that. The motion doesn't let me fast forward. <laughs> the bottom bar. No, it doesn't. My click it is nothing. That's <laughs> what's up. I was, I was, I was going to say until that happened, there's many iconic views from this uh, match, but. <laughs> um, but no, it's just. With these two guys, this just match just told a great story. It did, and that's what this era really needed. He had an elbow drop with a naked butt. Like, that's hilarious. That's so Shawn Michaels, too. It's like naked butt hits the elbow drop. And it's funny because his match with Goldust, the same that's thing That's why happens. Dez loved he, him so much. He loses his trunks again. <laughs> I think Michaels is just like, I'll show my ass whenever I can. Bro, is this where he's going to do the, the, yep. the iconic slash? Yep. Uh, okay, this, yeah, this is cool. When I think of this match, that's the view right there. Yeah. Where, where, where it cuts to, to, to straight on. That's where I think, when I think WrestleMania 10, yeah. it's Owen Hart, Bret Hart, and the Sharpshooter, and that. But this is the thing. If you Google this match right now, that I guarantee you that is the first image that you see. I get, oh, sure. because, because that is, you know, that's that WrestleMania moment, like they say. This is that. And yeah, WrestleMania moments used to be organic. 
Now we have to listen to the commentators tell tell us what they are. Yeah. Right. And and it, it just sucked because you still get the iconic at the end of this pay per view with Brett on being on the shoulders of the wrestlers that come out to greet him. Oh. Oh. Hey, I, I think, I don't know, I felt like I was alone on this one because I was talking uh, a week or two with J-Bomb and how I thought Vince McMahon was a phenomenal um, ring commentator, his passion, the way he would kind of get involved. But then I heard Rucker saying how crap he was. Like, do you, are you guys on board? Do you think he was shitty or do you think McMahon actually was a good announcer? I thought he was crap, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, really? see, that's it. I think I'm in the, I think I'm in the, in the, the got to be a Canadian or, thing, Des, because I, yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I, me too. I think he's good to a certain point, but it's just like. I think it was there. So he was comparing him to Mauro Ranallo. It was just like it's over the top. It's too much. But but I'm not even I'm not even comparing him to anybody. I'm just I, when I do when I think about commentators, I always try to separate them, not to try to compare them. But it just McMahon was. I don't know. He's listen to him commentate is trying. If you can compare this, it's like trying to watch a monkey hump a doorknob. Just it just <laughs> it just doesn't. I just don't get it. Who's your favorite duo? Uh, Bobby and uh, Gorilla. Yeah, I was that. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. But I you didn't. Know, I, I didn't hate McMahon and Savage. I didn't hate it. But I just think Savage. My, and the game. Savage should never been on commentary. He should have been in the ring, and he could have yep. still gone. And McMahon didn't want to put him in there for whatever reason. He, you know, I, he, I, I, young man game. At that point, it was a young man's game. You yeah, I gotta respect respectfully disagree because if he would have been in there, that would have been McMahon keeping the old dudes in there. First of all, WCW was pretty good with Macho Man, which we got a lot of good stuff from, and we got Michaels, Razor Ramon, Bret Hart, we got all that good stuff because because Macho Man took a step aside. I, I agree with you that it was a shame that that happened to him, but I, you know, <laughs> some more background, guys. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a sad tune, right? Um, I know. Macho Actually, Man it's, also it's a won- diaper commercial, so it is a sad <laughs> tune. <laughs> it is an old man's tune. We, uh, I heard Macho Man was super, super adamant and really wanted to work a program with Shawn Michaels, too. So it was kind of sad that yeah. we never got that, at least. Sad for him. I just think at this point, though, there wasn't really a better a option than McMahon. So I get why he was doing it. But, you know, it still it didn't make any sense to me. And it's that careful. He's got an iconic voice. Like yeah, when I was a kid and I played yeah. with my wrestlers in my ring, I was always mimicking Vince McMahon's voice. That could be because I played wrestlers until I was about 16 or 17. So. I thought it was just last night. Yeah. My son, I, I, my whole collection of wrestlers, my, my mom kept them. She pulled them out, and uh, my son plays with them now when, when they go over. Yeah. Where are you guys at right now in the match? He's uh, outside with the ladder. Just, he's outside with the ladder. He's going to throw it in. He just threw Michaels in ahead of it. And he, just, he just slingshotted him for me. He's getting it back in the ring. I'm thinking I'm a little ahead of you. All right, I'll skip ahead. Now he's going to set the ladder up? He just hit him in the face with the ladder. Razor's climbing for me. All right, it's not set up, man. Yeah, Michaels is climbing the top rope. Yeah, like just listen to the fans, man. They're like losing. I know that's what I'm saying, man. But see, but that's that. It's when you think of this era, you think of these two guys without a doubt. 
and this match in general. Nobody in their cell phones. Like, like if people were tweeting right now, they'd be like, great, another five minutes of them laying on the ring. And New Japan is so much better. <laughs> if, this a, if this was in the Tokyo Dome, it would have been a 15-star match. You know, that ladder really offends me with its colors. It's too sh- The ladder's short. What are they, pussies? You know, my <laughs> uncle died on a ladder once. I'm offended by this. Must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> Must be made in Canada. You know, I oh, climbed climb the ladder, the ladder at the same time. It's like the first time, too, they've had two people on the ladder at the same time climbing up. It's so funny. It's such a norm thing now. But there was oh, a no suplex. behind every punch. Oh, that suplex off the top. And the ladder bends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had no backup plan. I've, I've, I've seen them shoot on this. There was no other ladder. So they had no backup plan. But back right. then, every punch, in, you know, when they're both off the ladder and they're both punching each other, every punch mattered because the story leading Rachel up to this match was punch. so big. But it's just... <sighs> But this time nobody ever saw. They didn't know what to expect from a uh, from a ladder match. So this was the first time the actually people have seen it. Drop yeah. Look at that drop. Yeah, but and they botched the spot, and it was still great. Yeah, but no, but you know, it's at this time, like you said, nobody's on on Twitter or whatever saying, "Oh, they botched that," or "You effed yeah. up," or whatever. So I think this was. The perfect time to have this type of match because it was, you'd have to worry about it. <laughs> he pushed it right over on Razor with a douche. Oh. Now, did you guys yeah, like that's... the? Uh, do you like the gold ropes and the gold uh, barricades? Here, yeah, I, I, I like it. it. Yeah, I didn't even really notice it until you mentioned it. To be honest with you, I love the barricades. First, we should music to Razor. Ready? One, two, Damn. three, and oh, well, how, how, what a great sell though on that though though. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to jump up like he did with Austin Stunner at WrestleMania, you know. Now you see his, you zoom in, you see his eyes flinkering, and everything just hit different back then. The but ropes hit that, different, yeah. punches hit different. I think the ropes are a little bit loose on this, but that's just me. Oh, and he just mocked the razor. I think there is a 1.2 where he actually does hit razor with the razor's edge. No oh, pile driver. Yeah, he did. That little he guy did. can't get him up there. Yeah, he? he did. He did. He did. There was one. I remember. I, I digged into because I felt the same thing, and then I looked into it. And there was one time. Oh no! You know what? No, sorry. He was wrestling an opponent and wanted to send a message to Razor Ramon, so he Razor edged his opponent. But I don't think he was super small either, so it was pretty impressive. Where are you guys in the match? Because mine just crashed. Uh, he he just to go onto the ladder and fall forward onto Razor. Thanks. Is Razor yeah. underneath the ladder? Oh, I know. He's up on the top top rope, rope. about to fall on him. Yeah. Cool spot. Let me know when he falls on him. He's up on the top. Falling for me. I love seeing that WWF logo, man. Yeah. So much nicer. I like the old school knee pads he's wearing, too. Like little tiny things like that back in the day. On, on, the, on the outside, too. You're not wearing it on the inside of the... the uh, yeah, that's it. That's what I think is super cool. He's got it on yeah. the outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brett did that, too. He Every once in a while, he'd, fl- he'd flip it around. He'd go on the inside with the uh, pink, and then he'd go on the outside with the black or 
the other way around. I, I think Jay the best Lawler. rivalry. I, I love Jay Lawler. Off, this is going off of, of, of the two men in the ring here, but I think one of the best rivalries that we never got to saw that could have been amazing would have been Bret Hart and Kurt Angle. I think that could have been amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed, but you can even do like a – well, they, they teased it with AJ and uh, Sean too. Yeah, yeah, or Shawn Michaels and The Rock, man. We never got Shawn Michaels and The Rock. Can you believe that? Oh, crotch on the ropes razor pushes him over and then his foot gets trapped here it is here's the iconic finish yeah, yeah. that was really cool back in the day very innovative man very very innovative. yeah yeah he did this with gold dust as well too he got his foot trapped in the rope so it's funny they went back and played on that but really really cool but this is but like you said this is that iconic ending that everybody's gonna remember yeah and look at michael's yeah. acting too he's like super panicked he's like oh this isn't fair what the fuck and he almost gets out of it too eh Almost yeah. gets out of it. And then he gets his arm, right? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hilarious. There it is, guys. Is Your Intercontinental Champion, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. Wow. Crazy to think we're at 36. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Is that louder? So magic. But that, but this is iconic. That iconic theme. I mean, nobody, everybody ever thinks about like Austin or Brad or Sean. I'm like, I like Grazer, man. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That car crash at the beginning. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he was doing too much cocaine behind the wheel, I guess. I don't know. Get hit by Sheamus. <laughs> and then he's, he's climbing the ladder. Super carefully, super carefully, yeah. Yeah, the ladder was fucking finished, man. There you go. Awesome, Earl, Earl's like, are you alive, Sean? Oh, let me hold this for you. Earl knew it was money. He was raising his hands. He's like, I, I'm in history here. Yeah. That's dope, man. It's great. You don't see those. Like, You think... WWE likes to rehash and replay things, and you never really seen too many of these storylines where you have a champion who's like claims to be the champion, but he's not the champion. I remember John Cena and CM Punk had had that going on. Well, it's going um, on with the light heavyweight uh, title right now, right? And then, yeah, we kind of have the light heavyweight title with Jordan Devlin and um, Escobar. Now his name is right. He changed yeah, his name. He changed took his mask from... off. Yeah. So what? We got Razor Ramon and then Escobar, and they're both going to be these yeah well, okay, interim champions. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. But, no, that was, like I said, that was, uh, like I said, one of the iconic, iconic matches of all time, I think. Probably one of the better matches, you know, just growing up. You know, at this point, you know, we're all 9, 10 years old, whatever the case may be. And, you know, for that time, it was it was great. Breaking news, guys. Uh-oh. Jeff Hardy is, is on SmackDown. Spoiler alert. Do you guys want to know? I know what it is already, but you go ahead, J-Bum. He just threw his piss in Sheamus's face. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. That's so good. That's uh, That was a Heyman idea, and that's why they fired him. You want to know what's so good about <laughs> this? Is that the, Okay, so you know how we talked about how tw- uh, Twitter is so toxic? The dude who wrote this literally wrote, this is awful. The whole angle is awful. Fox paid $1 billion for piss. Okay, so I go on Twitter, and I see him throwing pee in Sheamus' face, and I'm going, this is fucking amazing. This is amazing. I want to check it out. I want to check it out. And, and, and 
I mean, I'm not going to call it. Should I, should I, should I call them out? They got a lot of, they got a lot of, should I call them the, the Twitter handle? Out? I no, know, is, is it who, who I think it no, is? No, it's not. It's no, not. Yeah. It's not. Keep it. Keep in mind, this isn't coming out for like a week or two. So. Oh yeah. Plus, it's not our podcast. If it was our podcast, I'd be saying that name. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, definitely interesting to see. But we're not talking about PP being thrown in face. We're talking about the Intercontinental Championship being decided at WrestleMania 10. Razor Ramon beats Shawn Michaels in their two-parter, one of two. They end up having a rematch at SummerSlam in August. And uh, I don't know. You guys will have to check it out and see if it turns out the same way. But these guys. Great rivalry. You have to think about what could have been if Razor stuck around. But at the same time, you know, we wouldn't have the Outsiders. We wouldn't have the NWO. So yeah. I think things fell the place the way they should have. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. It was finally great to sit down and chat with you for our, for my show anyways. I know it's been, you know, I've been on the Poker Mania, Triver, Trivia Mania whatever the case may be, it's a nice change of pace that you guys are doing that I've seen, um, you know, going on with the show. Definitely uh, on my queue to, to listen to every every week. Um, you know, just lastly, plug what you guys got coming up, you know, ways people can get a hold of you. You want me to go ahead? I'll go, go ahead. Ahead. Well, first of all, thank you, RJ, for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah. It was far too long before we got together and did this. Uh, what do we got coming up? Backlash this Sunday. We have a post show. It's going to be live on Sportscaster, full press radio, full press coverage. We're going to tweet the fuck out of it. Come join us, RJ, please, if you're awake, if you've got some beers in you, uh, come hang out with us. Uh, The following week, the Friday, I believe the 19th, is Trivomania episode three. This is a big one, folks. This is where Chris Rucker could be. Well, he is the champ. (laughs) But I might have to go out and put my money where my mouth is and buy this guy a goddamn title. So if you want to tune in, it's Trivomania. Our good friend over at Chaos Theory, Mike Farrell, he's going to be up there. Um, Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez, and good old Desmino uh, four-way battle. You know what, RJ? We should have you on the show. What's your trivia knowledge like with WWE? Depending on what era. <laughs> Not too well, bad. We, we could theme I, it. I, we could theme I, it. I can, I can kind of like gimmick my way through it if need be but <laughs> well we're already taking people for for episode four so we'll keep you in mind yeah, and uh apart from that guys you know where to find us at underscore talk mania on twitter and uh yeah our new episodes drop every friday there you go guys like i said if you guys aren't a talk maniac i would highly highly suggest you get on board now great show great guys and yes it is because you're canadian What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's me, your boy Cassio from Cassio's Cut Podcast, among other things. And you are listening to RJ Krasinski, host, Ringside Rant. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's the one and only comedian Matt Mitchell, a.k.a. Cassio, host of Cassio's Cut Podcast. And you're listening to Ringside Rant with my buddy, R.J. Krasinski. 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 Whatever it is. If you're hearing this message, you are listening to R.J. Krasinski's own podcast, Casio's Cut. Nope, that's mine. You should be listening to mine. Not sure why you're listening to Ringside Rant, but when you get through with it, listen to Casio's Cut podcast. Casio'sCut.com. This is basically a shameless plug for me, not RJ.